This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you, thank you, thank you for shining on today. Lauren Walker is coming to Omega soon, and she can teach you yoga that will help you heal deeply using the five elements. Today, we will also heal your carpal tunnel syndrome with a stretch, for real. And since we're celebrating Passover and Easter, you might find yourself near some chocolate. We'll pair tea with chocolate on the way. Our first two guests have books that are illustrated so well, you can truly read them and help yourself with yoga and stretching. And we're going to give you some moves you can do right now to ease stress. Lauren Walker gives us the Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. It's not her first book. And the first book tells you about all of the energy systems in the human body. So we have nine energy systems that all work together. And this book, I took one of those energy systems called the Five Elements, which is from Chinese medicine, and blew that up. Because Five Element Theory from Chinese uh, medicine actually encompasses everything in the universe. So everything in your physical body, emotional, spiritual body, anything that could be going wrong or out of balance will show up in one of these five areas. And so while it's a huge, vast area of study, it also is very simple because it brings everything into one of five areas. And if you bring your body into balance, and the easiest and fastest way to do that is energetically, then everything above that needs to come into balance as well. So what is so powerful about this five-element theory is that it gives us a direct way to work with our emotions, which is one of the major causes of stress in the body, unprocessed emotions. And so just holding these points can help to transform our emotional health and help release excess um, unprocessed emotions without having to kind of go through that whole emotional journey again. They're very, very powerful points. What is one thing we could give the listeners this morning, something that they could, you know, they're driving in their cars or whatever, something that they could take and see in their mind's eye and, and use today? The number one thing that I use while I'm driving is something to reduce your stress. We talked briefly about that fight or flight. If you take two or three fingers and you bring them into the hollow at the base of your throat where the, the tips of your collarbone come almost together and there's that hollow there, do you feel that? Yes. If you put two or three fingers there, what that does is it calms the fight or flight response in the body. And so when you're driving, if someone cuts you off in traffic or you hear something disturbing on the radio or you're just stressed out because you're going to this big meeting at work, anytime, any place that you feel stress start to rise up and if you put your fingers in that point at the hollow of the throat, it will immediately calm that stress response in the body so that you can be present and think creatively and, uh, and find ways to work work with what's going on as opposed to just get stressed and go into fight or flight response. All right. Is it down by the bony part or closer to the softer part? In the soft part, like right in between where the bones almost meet, there's that hollow. 
And it's right there. It's called the sternal notch, if any of you are, like, um, anatomy junkies. It's right there. It's like if you trace your windpipe over your Adam's apple straight down, it'll end almost. It kind of goes back into the body where you can't feel it so much anymore, and your fingers will be in that hollow. Does that make sense? Yes. I found yeah. the pool. I, I, fl- yeah. I found the fleshy pool, and, right. I, and it took me so long to find it. I'm no longer stressed about what bothered me. Well, there you go. So, See? It, works. so it, it really works. It really works. We're talking to Lauren Walker, the energy medicine yoga prescription. Uh, what else can you give us? Another small tip like that would be great. So if you go over those bones, the tips of your uh, of your collarbones there, and you drop into kind of not quite deep a hollow, but in between the ribs, there's a little bit of a soft spot there. And that is the end point of your kidney meridians. And if you dump that point, and you can do it, you know, Tarzan style, banging on your chest, because that's exactly what he was doing, or you can do it with a couple of fingers, and it shows in the book exactly where those points are. And that, that's basically the on button of your whole body. That turns your energy on, wakes it up, and moves it forward. And that's part of a little um, like two to three minute routine that we call the wake up that we use at the start of anything that we're going to do because it gets your energy uh, working for you instead of against you. And it's surprising how many of us, our energies are moving backwards, which you can just imagine if you're walking forward, but your energy body is walking backwards, you're not going to have a lot of energy. You're not, you're feeling at cross purposes with yourself. And so there are these patterns in the body that we want to activate and kind of corral onto our team. And so that's one of them. That's the first thing that we do every day and every time we do an energy medicine yoga practice is to stump on those points right there under the collarbone to get your energy awake and moving forward. Finally, after all these years, I've found my on button. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) Thank you. This is so much fantastic information. This is a do-it-yourself, kind of heal-yourself book and and learn about what your body is, you know, the miraculous living thing that it is. Where can we find more information about you? So energymedicineemyoga.net and you can find my full schedule and I know you're up in the Hudson Valley. I'll be up at Omega Institute which isn't that far away in the middle of June. So you can find my whole teaching schedule, my teacher trainings, books, online classes, where you can jump in and you know find the easiest way for you to get started on this work. And what I tell everybody is this work is really simple. I know we just spoke about how vast it is and it is incredibly vast just like the human body is. But it's also incredibly simple and easy to use and fold it into anything that you already do in your life. Lauren Walker, The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. I love this book. Meet her at Omega this summer, June 14th to 16th in Rhinebeck. Now, if yoga's not your thing, I hope you are at least stretching your body. Hi, it's Casey, and you're listening to Shine On, Inspiration for Health and Happiness. My sister told me a couple of weeks back that her left knee was hurting. I told her to stretch her right hip every day for two weeks. Guess what? Her knee pain went away. This book, The Winner's Guide to Pain Relief, has been out over 13 years, but everything inside still works perfectly. Using sometimes hard little tennis balls and other times foam rollers to unkink your fascia. Dr. Hal Blattman, he knows where your pain is coming from. A lot of the pain that we have in our body that we interpret as headache and back pain and even foot pain or plantar fasciitis isn't coming from the head, it isn't coming from the back, and it isn't coming from the foot. It's coming from the kinks in the fascia strings that hold us together that need to be unkinked. 
through the kinks in the fascia in your upper back and over your shoulder blades and your upper shoulders and neck cause the pain we interpret as headache. The kinks in the muscles of the buttocks generate most of the pain we interpret as lower back or even sciatica. And the kinks in the muscles of the calves uh, cause the pain that we interpret as plantar fasciitis and foot pain. And so there are techniques we show in the book of how to use that rubber ball to massage those kinks out of the muscles and make that pain go away. And as quickly as you can make that happen, you can change pain, you can change how you feel, you can change your level of function and change your life with just a few minutes a day learning how to do this. Doctor, what's fascia? If you pull a steak apart, you'll see that there's a thin film around every cell, if you can have a microscope, around every fiber, surrounds the whole muscle and goes through the muscle and holds it together. And it comes to the end and forms the gristle that we might also call tendon. And no tendon in your body actually attaches to bone. The fascia strings that go through the muscle and hold it together actually interweave with the fascia strings that cover the bone. And then they continue in the next muscle with no interruption from head to toe. And when we pull really hard on our muscles, and some of these injuries start in childhood when we jumped out of trees and jumped off swing sets and jumped down the steps, and we tweak those tendons and we injure where our fascia holds our muscle together and holds us together, and as a result, these strings get kinked, and the teeny nerves in between these strings feel that pressure, feel that friction and shear force and generate a sensation that goes to our brain and we interpret that as numbness, tingling, burning, itch, tickle, sharp, dull, achy, any of those sensations that mix with pain can come from just that. Pain down your leg can come from the kinks and the strings in your glute muscles that go down your thigh and have nothing to do with the disc that showed up on your MRI scan or your back where you think the pain really comes from because that's what it feels like. The issues in the muscle and the fascia together because the fascia holds the muscle cells together and is intimately part of it. Great. So we've been complaining about the wrong things for years. And we've been misleading our doctors but not on purpose. The education that we get in medical school is an education about x-rays and anatomy and MRI scans and nerves and discs. And most of the pain doesn't have much to do with that. Most of the pain has to do with the, what we would call soft tissue or the muscle and fascia that holds us together that has been injured that you can't see on an MRI scan and you can't see on an x-ray. You have to be able to touch and we're not taught how to touch. So this book surely teaches us it's got all the great pictures. Anybody with any pain anywhere could figure this out. It's what I love about the book, The Winner's Guide to Pain Relief by Dr. Hal Blattman. It is, um, it's probably helping a lot of people. You said it's been out 13 years now? I have patients who come in and they say, I, I fell and I tripped and I opened up the book and I don't read very well, but I got enough from the pictures and I used that rubber ball and I feel so much better today. And that's a fairly common story. People can really learn to help themselves. And there's a, a section in the book that describes a different way to think about carpal tunnel syndrome. Tell us about that. So when we go to school and we're taught that in order to get carpal tunnel syndrome, you do a lot of repetitive motion with your fingers and your wrist. And so that can be cell phone use and typing on a keyboard and so forth and so on. And we're taught that that extra motion inflames the tendons as they go through a small canal 
in your wrist that on the top side is bones and on the palm side is a very tight ligament that goes across. And there's a nerve and tendons that have to go through that canal and it has always been thought that those tendons get inflamed from friction and they swell and that swelling compresses the nerve and that leads you to a diagnosis of carpal tunnel syndrome where your first three fingers go numb and you get pain in your forearm or some variation on that theme because not everybody's the, the same. And so the traditional treatment has been to cut that ligament and release the pressure on the nerve. And the way we've learned to think about it is based on some research that was done sending a part of that tendon to the, the path lab to find out if there really is inflammation causing this and the typical cells of inflammatory processes couldn't be found. So the osteopathic literature in the 1990s published an article where they're talking about how repetitive strain of the biceps muscle causes a tightening of the fascia in the arm and then consequently a tightening of the fascia of the palm side of the forearm. And then this ligament that goes across the wrist that gets cut in surgery actually tightens as part of the fascia tightness and the canal shrinks and gets smaller. And so in the 1990s came this literature of learn how to stretch the fascia in the forearm and the biceps and also learn how to stretch the transverse carpal ligament, as it's called. My book has a, a nice section in it that describes the stretches to do for this. And if your carpal tunnel symptoms aren't any more complicated than that, just those stretches can provide you tremendous relief. Dr. Hal Blattman, his book is called The Art of Body Maintenance, Winner's Guide to Pain Relief. And you can go see him. He has office hours in the city once a month. New York City, of course. Hi, it's Casey. Coming up, I've got a self-mastery weekend in Poughkeepsie, May 10th and 11th, Shine on Talk, May 25th in Mohegan Lake at Balance on 6, and two inspirational summer vacation weekends, one in July and one in August. Oh, plus I'll be at the Open Center in August to teach you how to be radio ready. So excited to be part of that Vitamin R series. Casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O, has all the information. So if you find yourself eating chocolate this weekend, you may want to pair it with tea. Leslie Alex is here from the TeaExperienceNY.com. And why do we have afternoon tea anyway? The history of high tea dates way back to the 16th century, probably late 1700s. And in England at that time, there was really only two meals, breakfast and dinner. And dinner was actually served very, very late in the evening. Then comes along this Duchess of Bedford... And she always complained about a sinking feeling in the late afternoon. So this Duchess of Bedford is the creator of afternoon tea. She would invite her friends to come over and have a little light fare until that would help them stay them over until dinner. This type of afternoon tea became really, really popular. And, of course, everybody kind of, you know, during that time wanted to kind of copy or mimic the royals. And so everyone else in England at that time started to kind of copy her idea. Because she knew that, you know, dinner was coming, she just wanted kind of light fare, this duchess. And so she created sandwiches without the crust, pâtés, toasted breads, some jams, which later actually became our current day scones and crumpets. Very good. So we salute the Duchess of Bedford for giving us this wonderful uh, pastime, social hour, a little bit of a social hour. And it's just so lovely to have afternoon tea. Now, if we wanted to 
prepare our tea with cheese or our tea with chocolate, how would you direct us, please? You know, historically, chocolate has always been paired with either wine and even coffee. Um, But folks are now realizing that tea can also be paired with chocolate and or cheese as well. And so there is this growing relationship now between the four different types of tea and the various different types of cheeses. And everybody knows that, you know, cheeses come from the strongest and most aromatic to the mildest. And we have an understanding now that there are kind of three ways of making your tea and cheese pairings. There's a complementary flavored way where your tea and your cheese complement one another. There is a flavor enhancing way where you can choose a tea and choose a cheese that enhance each other's flavors. Or you can have contrasting, like a sweet with a bitter, say a bitter chocolate. The vast majority of people seem to like that contrast. There's a black tea, a green tea, an oolong tea, and a white tea type. Say, for example, a green tea, I would pair a white chocolate. White chocolate is very, very, very sweet. And so with green tea being kind of a mild and kind of light tea, we thought that pairing it with a white chocolate, a very sweet chocolate, would be kind of the flavors that we would actually appreciate on our palates as a contrast. For black teas, we usually choose a dark chocolate, some kind of chocolate that has 70% or more of cacao in it. Oolong teas, milk chocolate. So the oolong and white teas, if you remember, they're very light, kind of very delicate teas. So we wanted to kind of contrast that with a milk chocolate. Sounds absolutely delightful. Now you not only bring tea parties to people's homes, you'll deliver tea in a monthly basket, right? Yes, we are now launching a tea of the month box subscription program called Simplicity. You can subscribe either as a one-time gift box or you can subscribe on a monthly basis every three months, every six months, every once a year. You can have an annual membership. If there's a holiday coming up, Mother's Day is coming up, 4th of July. We did a box for Mardi Gras in March. I'm so excited. We're launching this month uh, with actually a spring slash Easter box. And so we have a lot of spring-related things. The tea for this month would be jasmine, since we're now kind of coming into spring flowers and, you know, and then we're trying to do things with lavender and a lot of the fresh herbs. We're excited. It is a new, new launch of ours. We can't wait for it to start sharing these boxes with folks. And I really hope everybody takes takes the idea and takes it on. It's really, really, really an exciting. Now, where do we go for more information? The Tea Experience, N-Y, all one word, dot com. Leslie Alex Simplicity is her monthly service. The Tea Experience, N-Y, dot com has more. We heard from Dr. Blattman, The Winner's Guide to Pain Relief, and Lauren Walker, The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. Find her at Omega in June. I'm Casey. Find me at Casey.co. And before I thought for the day, we have a very special P.S. From the woman who created Kathy, the cartoon, Kathy Geiswhite. She gave up cartooning years back, but she is back now. You can find her on Instagram. And she also has a new book of hilarious essays called 50 Things That Aren't My Fault. Here's a little tasty treat from Kathy Geiswhite. Am I allowed to eat a noodle? I stare at the menu on the wall behind the takeout counter and try to remember. It used to be so simple. Noodles were good because they were comfort food. Then noodles were bad because they were fattening. Then noodles were good because they were pasta. 
Then noodles were bad because they were carbohydrates. Then noodles were good because they were fiber. Then noodles were bad because they were gluten. Then noodles were good because they were pho. Then noodles were bad because they were high glycemic. Then noodles were good because they were comfort food. Then what? I have six months of unread Healthy Lifestyle magazines on my kitchen counter, which puts me six months behind on where the noodle stands, paralyzed at the takeout window. I turn to the line of impatient people behind me and blurt out the one and only thing I'm completely sure of at this moment in my grown-up life. It's not my fault. Decades of fighting for emancipation from all sorts of things, and this is possibly the most liberating moment of all. I repeat it with more volume, in case the irritated people toward the back of the line didn't hear. Also, honestly, I just want to feel the words come out of my mouth again. It's not my fault. The man behind me sighs, loud and exasperated. I turn and look him in the eye, right in his scowling, unadorned male eye. Not one moment of his morning was spent on eyeliner like mine was, I note. No eyeshadow, no mascara, no fine line filler, no under eye concealer. I look further. No eyebrow shaping, no eyebrow tinting, no pore minimizer, no foundation, no bronzer, no blush, no Botox, no blow dry, no straightener. No curling iron, no root dye, no wispy layers, no highlights, no ear jewelry chosen to match his outfit. I stop at his neck. No need to move on to his outfit. In four seconds, I've already calculated that if I add up the hours, days, weeks, and years of his life, starting from when he didn't play dress up at age three like I did, until this moment in this line at this takeout counter, he's had approximately 18,000 extra hours of time on earth to do all sorts of things that I haven't. All of that is also not my fault. It's not my fault, I proclaim even louder, right at his non-lip-lined, non-lipsticked, non-lip-plumped lips. He glares and takes a step backward. I turn back to the cashier, place a non-noodle order, and strut down the counter to pay. Life is just different for girls. Life is more time-consuming. Life is more complicated. Life is overflowing with expectations and obligations that use up our time, energy, and spirit and leave us feeling exhausted, insecure, and alone, and I have had it. I dig through my 10-pound purse for my two-pound wallet. It's not my fault that my wallet contains one credit card and 19 bonus club cards to stores in which I could get a discount if I could ever find the card. Not my fault I have to carry the bonus club cards in my wallet because I didn't get my phone number registered to the accounts.
Not my fault that when I try to register my phone number to the accounts, I'm told my username already has a membership associated with it and that I have to enter the password, which I don't remember and didn't write down for fear of identity theft. Not my fault I haven't reset my passwords because that would involve checking my email to get the reset codes. And when I check my email, I have to face the little bold print on the upper right of the screen that says I have 7,038 emails I haven't answered. Adorable, right? That's Kathy Geiswhite. Her new book of essays is called 50 Things That Aren't My Fault. Hi, it's Casey, and our thought for the day comes from the poet Pablo Neruda, who said, I want to do with you what the spring does with the cherry trees. Shine up. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.